everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Well That Was Fun, with Becca Buffo. This is my seventh recording, my seventh podcast. Do you live in a place where little bugs live that light up? Do you call them lightning bugs or fireflies? We have some, and it's absolutely amazing to sit outside when the sun goes down and to see these little creatures flying around. Um, They communicate by bioluminescence and basically they're butt flashes (laughs) and uh, females flash at a different rate than the males and it's kind of how they find one another, how they claim their territory and how they select a mate. While we've had my niece and nephew visiting, we've been uh, firefly hunting a few times and My niece is actually pretty good at catching them. She's caught maybe three, and my nephew's tried really hard, but hasn't caught any quite yet. Maybe he'll get some tonight. Tonight's the last night that they're with us. Sweet Pea has a little bug catching container that we've been um, observing these little creatures in before we let them go. They're pretty fantastic little little things. I just think bioluminescence is amazing. I've always wanted to go in and see some, some more things that light up. I really liked light up shoes when I was little. I like Christmas lights. This is kind of something that's my jam. Um, my dad was, uh, he worked for FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and he was stationed in Culebra on the island of Culebra in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria hit. And on a neighboring island, there was a pond or, well, like a bay that people could kayak into or swim in. And it had bioluminescent algae. And I just thought that was so cool. But um, due to the hurricane, the algae was disrupted. So when we went to visit him there, um, we didn't get to go and see it, which was kind of a bummer. I thought that would have been really neat. Anyway, I really love sharing this with my my niece and nephew, the little little wonder that we have. So one of my best friends who lives out in Washington State came and visited over the 4th of July in like 2013. And it was the time when Kyle and I had our first tiny little apartment together in the city of Eau Claire. And we walked on the bike path to see some fireworks. We, we went over to one of the bridges and then we could see the fireworks. It was just awesome. And uh, one of my other girlfriends from North Dakota, who we also went to college with, was visiting as well. So it was like the three girls and it was really a lot of fun. Anyway, um, on our walk home, we go through a section where the bike trail is surrounded by a wooded area, and Rachel looks over, she's kind of studying something that's in the woods, and then she like kind of quickly looks back and just walks a little faster, and then a couple minutes later she goes, Kyle, what are those lights? (laughs) And it was so funny. Um, because she had never seen them before. She didn't know that they were fireflies and lightning bugs. And it was just a really fun experience to share that with her. And I I think she might have thought they were little UFOs for a minute. Or maybe like she was just really tired and seeing things. But 
that's another memory that I have about lightning bugs. about what's in the garden so last night I went down to the garden and was just kind of walking around checking some things out uh, the tomato cages that we inherited from the family who lived here before us have been doing really really well they really have been supporting all the tomatoes so they've been able to um, get some pretty decent sized tomatoes on there already they're all still green but as I was walking around I noticed one of the more bushing tomatoes it's kind of in a weird position so I went over to look and the fruit is so heavy that the stalk actually kind of bent but because the tomato cage was so great it like stayed in its area and now like the stalk of the tomato plant is kind of curved um, so I'm really thankful about those cages nothing's red yet I'm pretty excited for those tomatoes we also have a couple cucumber plants that I purchased from a nursery. Um, they're not doing as well as I wanted them to. A couple weeks ago, I planted some more cucumber seeds because we really like to make a lot of pickles. Uh, unfortunately, because I planted them so late in the season, I'm not sure when we're going to be able to harvest the little pickling cucumbers. What else do we have? We have the cabbage is looking pretty good. It's bigger than, you know, they're about bigger than softballs now. I found a little eggplant, a couple little eggplants that are nice and purple, not ready to pick yet. Um, so I did get one funny shaped cucumber uh, and it's just all about how much water they get at a time. And at the beginning of the stage that the cucumber was developing, it didn't get a, a whole ton of water but then we had a couple of really big rains. And so like, it looks kind of, kind of awkward. <laughs> it's got a really small end and then a really fat end. And little Miss D really enjoyed it cause she can hold on to it and then like gum it to death. And so she was doing that. No cucumbers were harmed in that process. <laughs> Except, you know, being picked and then eventually being eaten. So I guess, yeah, they will be harmed. <laughs> Uh, we still don't have any green beans, but I'm happy to say that the deer have been staying away from my green beans and my sweet corn and my peas since we put out the soap suckers. Uh, if you want to hear more about those soap suckers, visit an earlier episode. Um, it was a deer deterrent that we tried out this year, and I'm quite impressed that it's working. With that rain that we had, um, some wind gusts came through. So some apples that were bagged fell off of our tree, so I have to go down and pick those up today and then find new apples to put in those bags. Um, I hope this doesn't happen too much through the summer because I'd really like to get as many apples as we can. What else? Oh yeah, so the pepper plants. Sweet Pea came down with me after she saw Little Misty sucking on that cucumber and she wanted to get something of her own from the garden. We had one pepper that was ready to pick. It's not a bell pepper. It's like a longer sweet pepper. Um, it's not a banana pepper. I cannot remember what it's actually called though. It's 
something else that we were able to harvest this last week was rhubarb. Um, I bought a little tiny rhubarb plant at the beginning of the summer and that one we're gonna leave for a couple years um, so that it can get really, it can propagate into bigger stalks. But over at my in-laws farm, grandpa has some rhubarb plants over down by the garden and we love picking his rhubarb. So we harvested some rhubarb on Monday night when we were over there. And then yesterday, which was Wednesday, we um, I forced the niece and nephew to help me do some things with the rhubarb. So I was teaching them like how to, how to cut things. And I learned this skill <laughs> from um, an honors class at Minot State University, an honors cooking class with the Dr. Andersons, Dr. Mr. and Dr. Mrs. Anderson. And it's funny because they um, are music teachers and then they took on this cooking class as well from our honors program. It was just a blast. So anyway, um, that's how I learned how to use a chef's knife properly. So I was teaching him a little bit about that. Um, I have this really good rhubarb crisp recipe and that's like one of Kyle's favorite treats. So we did that and it's got like really good oats and brown sugar and flour, just a tiny bit of flour and white sugar and butter and cinnamon and then the rhubarb and it's just so delicious. So that was kind of a fun recipe to talk the kids through as we were making it because it has the bottom layer and then it has the crisp on top. So. Um, he was in charge, my nephew was in charge of reading off the recipe and telling me the directions. So, okay, what do we do next? And then Sweet Pea was in charge of putting the measured items into the baking dish and mixing them up because she loves to mix up that stuff. And then um, it, it was just a really fun experience. I hope the kids will remember this. Something else that we made at the same time is rhubarb jelly. So that process takes a little bit longer because you have to boil the rhubarb and strain it so that you can get the juice then to make the jelly. So I wanted to share that recipe with you today. For the rhubarb jelly, to make the juice, you need two pounds of chopped rhubarb into one inch pieces and four cups of water. You're gonna bring this water to a hard boil. So you add it together, you bring it to a boil and then you simmer for 20 minutes until the rhubarb has completely fallen apart. Now, because we were doing two things at the same time, I brought it to a hard boil, and then I kept it boiling <laughs> for like 10 minutes, and then I realized, oh no, this is supposed to be simmering, so we turned it down. So our rhubarb didn't just fall apart, it was like so totally mushy, but it worked really well for what we were doing. For the full sugar recipe of this jelly, because it is jelly, it uses a ridiculous amount of sugar. So you use six cups of sugar along with six tablespoons of classic ball pectin powder, which comes out to like one of those packets if you buy them in the packets. So after you have boiled, after you have killed the rhubarb by boiling it, um, you want to drain it over a measuring bowl until four cups of juice drains. Then you want to put it back into the pot without the rhubarb bits, and you bring it to a boil again, and you add the sugar and the pectin. And then you bring it to a hard boil while stirring for two minutes. You turn off the heat, and you put it into your jelly jars with a fourth of an inch of headspace. 
we decided to water bath can for 10 minutes, but you can also preserve by just putting it in the refrigerator and using it um, within, I think it's two weeks, or you can freeze it up to six months. So that's what we did for rhubarb jelly, um, and I, I wanted to show the kids a little bit about something that I really love. I wanted to share with them preserving food by canning, um, and they're going to be able to take quite a few jelly jars with them um, and, and experience the fun of our jelly experience for the next year. Uh, my nephew was pretty surprised at how much six cups of sugar actually looked like. So I decided to measure it out and then put it in like just a pot to hold. Usually we'd put it in a bowl, but because we were doing so many things, the bowls were all being used. So I wanted to show him this is how much sugar is in jelly. <laughs> so, because he really enjoys peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's <laughs> a lot of sugar. <laughs> You know, just, just be aware of what you're putting in your body. We finally picked out the bunny that we wanted to bring home. The bunny that we brought home is a little male bunny. And he is a dwarf bunny from Grandpa Buffo. Um, he was in a litter of three. The other two were girls and their coloring was different for each bunny. This bunny was first named Smudge uh, by Grandpa. He's white and he has black ears, dark eyes, and some smudged bits. And I think he's just fantastic. My niece has been um, in charge of making sure that he's got water and sweet grass and food. And we put him in our little rabbit hutch. And yesterday we took him out to, um, it's called a, a rabbit tractor, or we call it the bunny lawnmower. It's a cage that does not have a bottom, but it has a top on it as well. So that during the summertime, the bunny can be like on the grass and enjoying the grass. So he's been out and about, and she's so good with them. She's very, a very kind and caring young lady. The definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. I've been working on perseverance this week through controlling my temper. I have a hot boiling temper and when things don't go my way or when somebody gets hurt, I have a tendency to yell right away and then I'm done with it. But those around me then have to deal with that, um, like coping with, with that hot temper that I run. So I've been working really hard on, on that these past couple of weeks. Some of you are like, what? You have a temper? Um, yes, I do. And, it's, and it, gets, it flares more when I'm around my family. 
So I've been working on that. Um, something else with Perseverance this week is that um, I purchased a ripstick from a secondhand store. And watching my nephew learn how to use it has been really cool because no matter how many times he falls off or it's unable to do the things that he wants to do or maybe it's taking a little bit longer for him to master than he wanted, um, he's, he's displaying perseverance. This has been the seventh podcast of Well That Was Fun with Becca Buffo. I have Sweet Pea with me now. Do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Thanks for listening.